Welcome to Peapod. This is Perry Host, and today I'm here with Jeffrey Martinez. Jeffrey Martinez, welcome to the channel. Today is a different topic. Today I'm actually doing my first interview, which is very special because I've never done an interview for my channel, so it's special to have you here. Appreciate it, brother. Uh, it's not only a special situation, but it's also a special topic, right? Something that you've been wanting to talk about, right? Yes. Just trying to help people out. Um, but before we get into that, I want to start with some sort of biography for me. Mm -hmm. I want to know more about you. So explain to us and the audience something about yourself. Yeah, brother. So um, I'm uh, Jeff Martinez. I'm 32 years old, so I'm pretty old. You know, I'm getting up there now. So I have, you know, I feel like I have some life experiences now. Um, and back in 2016, I decided uh, to get clean. Um, I was addicted to opioids. I started off with painkillers, and then it, went, it led up to heroin to one point. So it was pretty intense. Um, so it was 2016 and seven years ago. So um, I feel like it's been a process to uh, stay clean. And um, I just want to share my, my story that hopefully could help someone out. You know, whoever, whoever is uh, trying to be clean or trying to get clean, I could give them some tips on, you know, on how to, how to, how to make it. You know, it's pretty, it was a pretty hard road, but um, it's, it's a journey that it's well worth it. And as you say, simplifying is basically drug addiction, right? It's hard. Uh, it's, it's hard to take out an abstract from that topic. Um, especially when you've been clean for seven years, it's kind of it's kind of cool to see those type of things. You know, was it hard to quit? Oh uh, yeah, but it was like the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Like, um, I kind of you know I should start from the beginning because I know we see people in the streets. Sometimes we see homeless people, and uh, we just assume like you know oh they just started off right there you know, but it's it's a process, bro. You know it's. Drugs, you know, starts off as a good time. You, you, you feel invisible, like invincible, you know. You feel, uh, it, you know, it, it helps you with your anxiety. and um, But it's, it also gets to the point where it, it gets bad, you know, it gets to that point. So um, I kind of want to start off with, you know, the beginning, so. Take us back. Yeah, take I'll, us back I'll take you back to, so, um, you know, uh, I'm first generation from my family here. Uh, from my, my parents are from Mexico. So um, I'm, a, I'm a sibling of five, so I'm the second oldest. Um, we, we go four years in between. So, uh -huh. so my older sister is four years, and, and then my younger sister, and then it goes on, right? So I'm the second oldest. So um, growing up, I was, you know, I, I, I didn't have like a, a sibling there to help me out because my sister was already, you know, in, in fourth grade while I was in kindergarten. So um, you know how it is when you're, uh, first generation, like your first language is, you know, Spanish. My first language is Spanish, so school was really hard. You know, in the beginning, uh, I remember my mom switching me like from school to school, um, trying to, you know, I think I even like, I think they even held me back a year, you know, just because I couldn't uh, understand. You know, I was, you know, my first language is Spanish, so, um, so it was pretty tough growing up. So um, eventually, what what helped me. Um, you know, eventually we, I got to a school after like three schools and my mom switched me out. We got to a, a good school and um, what really helped me get friends was sports for me. You know, like that was the only, that was the thing that really, um, you know, I, I, you know, I got to get to know guys, you know, they, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't want to be the guy that didn't get picked, you know. Right. So I kind of focused on, on like, I got to be good, you know, so I can get some friends and they, they want to pick me. So 
Um, so as a young kid, like I felt like that really sport, I took sports serious for some reason. Um, and so uh, when I was seven years old, um, I also, you know, I'm a church kid as well. You know, I grew up in, in church. So um, we, uh, after church, uh, the kids also, you know, we went to go play soccer. So um, naturally, you know, I was just naturally pretty decent at soccer, you know, when I was a kid. You know, so um, I remember when the co you know, when one of the church guys there, like, hey, you know, how old are you? And so he got me. So when I was seven years old, I started uh, um, a little soccer, you know, because it was a it was a club team, right? You know, the, the club team. Soccer career. Right? Yeah. So yeah. So I played one year with the church group, and then eventually, like, um, the next year, a team like in Scottsdale, they're like, hey, you're pretty good. They're talking to my dad. Hey, you're pretty good. Like, you know, we'll help you. You know, because it gets pretty expensive. Uh, we'll help you, uh, you know, keep you here, you know, if you, if you go with us. So um, I went to a different team and um, I just felt like, you know, sports and soccer was like a, a thing that I liked. Um, it took you away from trouble. It took me away, so it, it saved me. So it kept me busy. Um, I felt like I was really like, I, I overthink a lot, you know, because I was such a quiet kid because I didn't have any friends. So I'm just, I was just observing and quiet a lot, so I was always in my head. So, um, you know, I feel like I was prompt, you know, I had, I had some depression even as a kid. I remember being, you know, sad at days and stuff, but I feel like soccer and, um, you know how it is when you play sports, bro, like with the team and then you score, because I, I was a forward, so when I scored, like that feeling, you know, it's, it's an I feel like it's also, it could be a small addiction, you know, like when you score, you know, like you feel that, that feeling, bro, like it's, it's intense and then everybody's hugging you, all your friends, you know, all your teammates. And, the parents are all cheering for you. So I felt like, you know, I feel like that kind of like made me like feel, you know, that 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 like helped me in my personal life as well, just because I felt like, oh, like I'm worth it. You know, like um, I, I'm worth something. I felt something like that, you know, as a kid. Yeah, I feel special some way. And um, is this foreshadowing to the future? Yeah, this, this leads up to the reasoning. So. Uh, once it gets, once, you know, I, so I played literally soccer since I was seven years old to college. So I literally every year, every year, every, you know, I didn't really have breaks. So I was, tra I, I was on the traveling team um, at one point, you know, going to different states, playing. Um, and so I went to college. So I got to college. Um, so um, before college, you know, in high school, senior year, you know, you want to go party. You know, you start with weed, right? You start with smoking and, and, and parties and drinking. I wasn't really too much of a drinker, but you know, weed was really like, a, you know, it, it, it took me out of my mind. You know, it helped me take me out of my reality. So, um, so I started off with weed, and then eventually, you know, once I got to college and I started, you know, going to those parties, it's more, you know, different type of drugs. So um, at one point, you know, in college, um, I kind of just faded away from from playing soccer. Like I just wasn't able to keep up no more. My grades were bad. Um, you know, I was just I feel like I was partying too much, focusing on girlfriends, you know, at the time, and um, I just didn't focus. So um, it kind of got me in the depression again, you know, like got me, got me in that depression because I feel like I put so much time and effort in a career that, you know, you know, as a soccer player, you're like, oh, I'm going to be playing soccer and, you know, this is my thing. I put too much time. I put so much time. And I was already like 20, 21, you know, when I was 20. So, um, Eventually, I just, you know, I, I, I quit. I, I quit on myself, I quit soccer, and um, it kind of left a void in my life, you know? Like, it kind of left, like, what else? Like, what, what, what do I do? You know, that's all I knew. How did it feel, that feeling? 
Oh, bro, it was, it was like the worst, like, I, that's what led, like, the depression, you know, the depression of, like, putting all that time and, um, and effort and, and to something that, you know, just didn't go nowhere. Like, I just, I, I didn't know how to, you know, I didn't even have jobs before. So it's not like I knew, I had good communication skills or nothing, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, um, I, I didn't, I, I didn't know how to work even, you know, like, I, I didn't know how to talk to people as well, you know, just, and that's all I do, playing soccer and my teammates and then, you know, scoring and then, you know, the, uh, your, your teammates and your, and your families getting all excited. That's all I knew. Um, so reality hit, you know, reality hit once I stopped playing soccer. So that depression hit. How did you know me? That's when I started, you know, um, I got introduced to uh, painkillers. Um, pink, uh, so, you know, Percocets and Vicodin. So um, I, had a, I had a friend at a house one time, he brought it over and he was smoking it out of a foil. And a group of friends that were there were like, you know, what, that's weird, you know, because all we knew was smoking weed at the time, you know. So, um, so we were kind of like, oh, that's weird, you know, you're, you're, that's a little weird. But he kind of was like, hey, we'll try it out, you know, see how it feels. So me just being so down on myself, um, and just so depressed, I was like, all right, you know what, if, you know, just to get me out of this reality, let me try it out. So it started off by, you know, taking, the, you know, I was popping the pills as well, but you could also smoke it um, out of a foil. So it's pretty nasty just to think about it, but that's how it was, bro. Like, I, I literally was, you know, just trying to numb my, my depression, numb my, you know, when it's, when, when you're dealing with Percocets and, and, and painkillers, the whole point is to numb your body, right? Like it's for pain, right? right? So it blocks the receptor in your brain, so you don't feel any pain. So once you know that feeling, I know certain people don't like that feeling because it's. I mean, certain drugs yeah, don't fit certain people. Yeah, you know, certain drugs just don't fit some people. You know, so but this drug was like my like. I even at one point I was even like I was even driving one time I'm like, wow, I think you know just because I felt good, I felt confident, you know my. I was, I was not shy around people no more. I was pretty, it gave me a confidence, like a, a fake confidence, you know, because you're high. And that was also around the time where Future was coming out with, you know, every, you know everybody was talking about popping pills, you know, like, you know, doing pills and partying. So I just felt like, okay, I mean, they're doing it. I, so it was kind of like, you know, unwillingly. I just didn't know. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Mm -hmm. But um, that's pretty much what, what it was. You know, I started off just trying to numb my, my depression. Um, just because I felt like a failure, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know where else to go, you know. Like, I quit school as well. So at just one point, I was like, wow, like, what do I, you know? I, I had to start get a job, a, a, a low-paying job, you know, like from the bottom, from being like praised in the sport to just being humbled and being like the runner boy, you know, hey, go get this and go. Just because I didn't have no experience anywhere, right. and I was already getting older too. I was like 20, 21, so I was like, wow, you know, like this is it was really humbling, you know. They're really humbling, but yeah, that's how pretty much how how it, it led to that point where um, I was just at, um, doing the pills, but then eventually um, those pills started like getting harder to get. You know, like people people were just it's hard, right? That too, and also the people you get along with, they they like start scamming you. They they don't you know like they they they're like you know. They say that they have some and then they'll, you know, they try to go get, you know, they, they just, it started getting sketchy with pills, hard to get, so expensive as well, it was like, so expensive to even, to even buy, and I was like broke, you know, I was like, just barely paying my bills, you know, so the next step from Percocets and Viking and, 
is heroin. So the tar, you know, it's, it's like some black tar that they have from Mexico. So I got introduced to that and, um, you know, smoking, smoking the heroin. So that's where, that's, that's where, um, you know, that, that like, it just, it went downhill from there, bro. Like literally the worst, the worst. Um, but, you know, I feel like, oh, it, it doesn't start off bad at first, you know, I feel like, it's kind of weird, you know, because your body, yeah, your body, yeah, your body tricks you because, because it starts off all fun and games, you know, like oh, like you don't even know you're addicted. You're like oh, like this is cool, you know. I feel like I felt numb, like I had no pain in my body. I didn't have my, I took away my anxiety, everything, my depression. At one point, like I was just, it puts me like in a chill, happy. It put me in a chill, happy mood. So um, it just, I. Just, it was just like it's it's all fun and games until your body gets used to it. That's when it's like hell, bro. Because your body tolerance gets high and high and high over the over the time. You so know? it's hard for you to get to that level. Yeah, get, yeah, right. You're like chasing, like how they say that you're chasing the dragon. You know, that you're chasing the first high that you got. Mm -hmm. So it just gets to the point where where it's not even like it's not even to to um, get high anymore. It's just to like feel good, like to maintain because you. And which it'll lead to, you know, the withdrawals and all this stuff, but it just gets to the point where your body's just like, you're just taking it to, to maintain and not feel sick. And it's just, it's like, it's like being in prison in your body, bro. It's, that's how, that's how, that's how bad it gets. And there was moments where you just needed it because you were sad or you weren't feeling right. Were you, you emotionally depending on it? Yeah. Or did you detach from knowing that because it's bad? Uh, it was... So with this type of drug, it gets to dependency like in your body. Like it's not even, you know, when people say you're tweaking out, it, it get you get to that point, bro. Like it gets, like it's like it, I, I I always put this analogy. It's like it's like when your soul and your body like are not together. They're not together no more, bro. And it's like you're living in, in like in your body, uh, like in prison in your body because, um, you know, even though you want to stop. Even though, even though you like, you tell yourself, you know, there's been cases where people are like crying to their family, like, "Hey, I'm sorry, you know, I want to stop, but they can't." And that's how it feels, bro. Like, it feels, it, it, it's like the, it's like the craziest thing. It's like my body feels it. It's like your bones hurt if you don't take it. Like, it's, it's like the craziest feeling, bro. Like, um, I remember the first withdrawals I got. Like, the first withdrawals, I just, you felt like, like you just couldn't get still. You couldn't sit still. Like, your legs were like aching. Cause your bones ache, your bones like it's the point where you like your bones and your muscles need it, and it's just like you just start aching. So you get like restless legs, as as they say, you know, like you get restless legs. So you get like you know you feel like you're tweaking. You see how people are like moving around and stuff. Um, yeah, it's it's generally bro like you're tweaking, bro. And you when when was that first experience? Um, yeah, that was like and honestly, bro, I didn't even know what I was going through with y'all. It was just like one night I just didn't have any. Uh, my friends were picking up their phone, and I was just like, all right, well, I guess I'll just get some tomorrow. But um, that night, I was, like, feeling on knees, you know? I was like, whoa, this is weird, you know? Like, it's not like weed, you know? Like, oh, okay, you know, you just fall asleep, or, like, I get a little headache. It was like your body was, like, fiending for it, bro. Like, it gets to a point where you, you kind of get desperate. Like, you kind of get desperate. Like, you do things that you don't even expect that you want to do, you know? Like, that's why people, unfortunately, in my story, I, I never, like, I never stole from my parents or anything like that. Um, I felt like I was a, a drug addict that was productive. Like I could hide it. 
Like I was good at hiding it. And then plus I had a, a job where I could maintain it. So I was just hiding it from everybody, bro. Like nobody knew I was on drugs. It was like living two different, you know, it was a, a separate group of friends that were doing it. And then I had a different group where I used to go out with and, and still you party. You never shared your stories with those drugs? Were you ashamed of talking about it? Yeah, bro. I, I kind of feel like I've always been the person where like, um, I, I was always like, no, I, I never wanted to bring anybody in into it as right, well. Right. Like in my heart, like I was just never like, cause I could have, you know, I could have told my friends on this other. Hey, try it. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, try this, bro. Or no, no, bro, and they didn't even know. Like they just thought, like, yeah, like Jeff is, why is Jeff always sleeping? You know, phone is nodding off. You know how they say they're nodding off, and, and uh, they didn't even know. So, so I was just like, um, just like depending, like it was just, it was crazy, bro, cause it's like two different lives, you know, like one group of friends knew and I was like bugging them, calling them. And eventually just slowly I started leaving the group of friends where they're just normal dudes, you know, going out, you know, they're still partying in not the best environment, but I was going closer to the other friends where I, cause I needed their drugs, you know? So I started getting to know the drug dealers and, and the other people that were addicted. And, um, and uh, I mean, luckily I've always had in my spirit, bro, that that wasn't for me, you know, like, I realized, bro, because, um, you know, I just feel like, I feel like um, just growing up and, I mean, my family, we don't come from, like, drug addiction. Like, I don't, I, I, we don't have any, I mean, we have other, you know, s small, you know, things, but it's never been, like, a, we don't, I, don't, I, I don't see anybody, like, has been a full-blown drug addict and, and went to homeless and all this story, you know, like, so I was, like, the first one, and I never had anybody to really, I feel like I never had anybody to talk to about it. So I kind of just fell into it on accident. Like I was like, wow, I guess I'm a drug addict. I, I, I remember just driving one time. I was like, wow, I guess I'm, I'm, a, I'm a drug addict. And that's what I have to do, you know, to to like survive. But I, I mean, I guess, I mean, it still helped with your anxiety and stuff. Cause it gives you like a weird, like, you're kind of a zombie, bro. You're kind of a zombie cause you needed to be okay or Yeah, yeah, like you wanted to be okay, so uh, I mean, and people could tell though something was up, you know, like people were like, I was so irritable, you know, like didn't want, like I always had to leave and like go somewhere and it's because I was alone and doing it, but I was just also impatient as well. But, um, you know, I just feel like, I feel like, you know, because I had a, a family that was supportive too, and my mom uh, praying for me, it kind of like in my heart, bro. And then in my heart, I was like, "This is not for me, you know. This is not good. It's not good." So I never went like full blown, where I was like stealing, and, and like I, that wasn't my story, where I was like, you know, being sketchy and stuff. I was just like a productive drug addict, you know. Like, and there's people like that. Um, so eventually, you know, in 2015, I decided. All right, I gotta get clean, you know, because it got bad, bro. It was just, it got really bad. Just, I was just so tired of it. I remember smoking and 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 popping pills and or and then smoking the heroin and telling people while I was doing it, like, I want to quit, bro. And it's, it's a process where you're telling people, hey, I want to quit, and then no, uh, next week, next week, um, because these withdrawals, bro. Oh my god, bro, they're the worst, bro. It's like, imagine having the flu, like a flu times ten, bro, because. And it's not like a chill, like you expect, like, I was expecting, like, all right, I'm, I'm getting off drugs, let me go go to sleep, and no, bro, like, your body doesn't let you rest. 
So um, at first, I was just trying everything on my own, bro. I didn't tell my family or nothing. So 2015, in October, I took the month. Um, I was still working, so I, I don't know how I did it, but um, I, I just, uh, I, usually the first week, and the two, first two weeks are the worst, the worst symptoms. Like you get, you get the flu, you, get, you literally have the flu symptoms with the stomach, stomach problem, you're throwing up constantly, like, so you're throwing up the, you, you know, the, the yellow stuff, what is it, um, you're just like hyper, acid and stuff, bro, just because your body's just like, what's going, like, you're shocking your body because you're not giving it the drug. So, um, so I decided, like, all right, let me just, you know, after, I, I still, luckily, I, I was still able to go to work, bro, after work, I was in hell, bro. I used to just go into, I used to go sit down, uh, go into uh, uh, a, uh, my girlfriend at the time, you know, house, and I was just like, I used to sit down and, and just like try to recover, like try to make it through, you know, just try to go through these withdrawals and, and sit, and I was like kicking, bro, like it's just like, the worst feeling, like my body's aching, throwing up constantly. Um, I remember I used to t like take long showers because uh, when you take when when the showers for me, because your body's so like, because you're so numb, you know, like with the drugs, right. your body's so numb, bro. Like everything is numb. That's, that's what it's meant to do. It's like, you know, painkillers. You know, meant to take away the pain. So um, I remember just like once you stop, like you can feel everything, bro. All your emotions, all your all your aches, everything that you you know, you just feel it all at once. Your skin is so sensitive, you know, like it's so sensitive, but. When you take a shower, it just helps it because it's like multiple little drops of water everywhere, and it kind of just eases your 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 pain, you know. Eases. So I I remember I used to sit in the shower, bro, and usually at nighttime was like the worst, you know. Night times were the worst where you just feel like crap because obviously during the day you're busy, you're doing stuff, you kind of get your mind distracted, but at night, I remember, bro, it was like two weeks that I slept for like four hours, bro, four hours and two weeks because. I just, I mean, my, I, my body wasn't able to, you know, sleep. Were you still active? Yeah, bro. I'm tired. Well, I was, I, at the time, I, was, I wasn't doing no, I wasn't, like, working out, doing no, so it was, it was just bumming it, bro. I feel like I was bumming it, you know, like, like literally, like, uh, watching TV, eating, and, you know, I just had that lifestyle, so, so, um, literally, bro, I was just, um, the next, you know, I, I literally stayed up all night because I couldn't sleep, throwing up, you know, you get Diarrhea too, it's bad bro, it's like the worst, it's the worst bro, it's like the worst, and uh, I remember um, the next day going to work at 6 in the morning bro, like after not getting no sleep, going to work, and then during the work it, it was easier because you're distracted, you know, you're busy and you're doing stuff, and then after bro, it's like you're in hell, you know, you're in hell, so, um, so I think, did you think about it? Bro, to, to go yeah, back or to, to just, just try once or... Just yeah. to let the pain go, or... bro. That's that's where it's like hell, bro. Because your mind, like, your mind is telling you, like, just go do it and you feel fine. Like it's so weird, bro. Like you literally are fighting that urge because if you know if you if you go do that drug, all that all those symptoms go away. It's like it's like the trippiest thing, bro. Like I feel it's like you're in prison with your body and your soul, and it's like separated. You're literally trying to be clean and trying to do good, and and it's like you're, there's thoughts in your mind like, hey, just you know, go go do it. You'll feel fine after. And what you do, but you're fighting through that. So you have to fight through that at the same time. But this first time, I was trying to do it on my own will, 
which obviously, you know, it it's not, it, it doesn't go your way, bro. It doesn't really go your way. When, when you're trying to do it in your own will and your own, you know, you could go so far on your own, like they say, you know? So um, eventually, I did what you were saying. Like, I tried it. I was like, all right, you know, I've been clean for, I literally stopped for like a month, bro. Literally stopped. A month. Yeah, a month, bro. And then on my birthday, the, that on um, 2015, my birthday, I was like, that's my birthday. I could, you know, let me try one time. And I, you know, I, I knew I could stop. Because I stopped in October, I had the whole October and, and half of November. Like I felt it was like a month, right. and um, in November I was like, oh, you know, I could do it one time. And like they say, bro, if you do it one time, you're back to it, bro. Like you're back to it. Like your, your body just like, all right, you're back on the. You just did it one day, or did you do it the next day after? Your I was, I, you know, how you tell yourself, oh, I'm gonna do it one day. Nah, bro. I I, I don't recommend anybody. Anybody trying that? No, any anybody that you want to get clean, they don't 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 listen to that that voice in your head that's telling me like, oh, just you're fine. Do it one time. It's really just it's 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 trippy, bro. It's really like you're finding your own mind and your body, and and you're and even though you want to do good, like your 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 mind still tricks you. You know, there's thoughts in there too. So I eventually, bro, got back to it, full blown, full blown, full blown back to it, bro. How many times a week? Um, so I was one. I was clean from October, like half of October, half of November to my birthday, and then once you know the ho- I was like, oh, the holidays. I, I don't want to be sick during the holidays. So back to the holidays, back to the New Year again. So eventually, bro, it got so bad around around this time, actually in June. June 2016. Yeah, t- uh, 2016 June, right? right. I, I I had to tell my parents, bro, because I was. It, it's like it, it was so depressing because like. Though, though, I, in between the year, I was like trying to get clean too, but then I only lasted a, a day or so and then get back to it. So and then I had to work. Yeah, bro, all year, bro, the worst, like the worst time. I, I wasn't even enjoying the high anymore. Like it was more just like maintaining, bro. It was maintaining like my sanity, maintaining my health. Because if you stop, bro, it's like you're going back to hell, like going back to those like throwing up, going back to everything, going crazy, right? And eventually, bro, I, I I decided to tell my parents because so I, I, I haven't told I haven't told nobody. I just you know my girlfriend knew. I didn't tell nobody. I was like, hey, like I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with the addiction. Um, so I told my parents. You know, my dad called me the last the last one of the last times because I I I, I, I relapsed, but one of the last times in July because it was June. I told them. So I was trying to, you know, they were like, oh, just stay in the house. They're, now my parents are trying to help me, right? Stay in the house. And the only way they could help, you know, they don't know, they, they don't know how to deal with drug addiction. We don't have anybody in our family that does it. So they're like, all right. My mom was like, just stay here at the house. I'll do whatever you, we'll do whatever you can. I'll cater to you. Whatever. If you're feeling sick, I got you. Now I got my mom's support, you know, right. which I was really appreciative. Um, but uh, eventually, bro, I was able to get it. My mind tricked me again. So one time uh, before, like in, in like early July, my th- uh, I was gonna go because actually it was my neighbor that had that sold the drugs, the heroin. No way. Yeah, bro, he <laughs> sold them across the street, right? right imagine that, imagine that, like the drug dealers right there. Um, so uh, one time, bro, my dad caught me sneaking out in the morning and caught me going to their house, and he already knew what it was because I already told him. So there, he's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And I was like. You know, like I was telling my dad, like I can't, like I, I need, I need it. Like I feel like crap. Like I'm, I'm tired of feeling like this. So my dad, um, 
my dad, you know, that it was a Saturday, bro. Imagine a Saturday, early in the morning, he caught me, bro, like eight o'clock. So, um, and I was feeling already sick, the symptoms coming, you know, the withdrawals. And my dad took me to, uh, he took me downtown, bro. And it's like, I, I didn't know, but it was a homeless rehab for homeless people, bro. So, um, and you know, it's homeless, bro. So a lot of people are there waiting. Bro, I waited, I waited like from like nine o'clock in the morning, bro, to they, they, they were able to check me in like at, uh, I'll say like 6, 7 p.m., bro. Like, I was sitting, you know, in the, in the waiting room, sitting there, bro, like, like feeling the worst, bro. Like, not comfortable, like, nauseous, throwing up, going to the restroom. Um, you know, feeling all those symptoms, bro. And, but luckily, I had my dad with me, you know. Like, I, I was, I, I'm so grateful for my dad because he stayed there. He, he could have just dropped me off, but he stayed there with me. And I was talking to homeless people, bro. Like, I was talking to people that were even worse off. Like, they were just... They're already years in, homeless, you know, like here, doing drugs. Yeah, doing drugs already, and then they—it's like they're normal. Like, hey, I come here, I want to get clean for a night, and then they go back. Like they didn't—I feel like they didn't take it serious, bro. But well, maybe some did, but I don't want to judge. But, right. but um, I just remember, bro, one of the things, one of those like visions that I have to—I have to like keep the memory, you know, was when they finally took me to the back so they could get my vitals at that at that re at that um, homeless rehab. Um, I remember, bro, I was so weak, my body was just so drained because I was just so sick. Like, I was barely, like, able to, like, to stay up. I was, like, leaning down, you know, like, my body was just so weak. Like, I've been throwing up all, all day. And I just remember looking out, I looking out, looking out to, to the hallway with my dad, like, watching me. And, like, the disappointment that he had. Um, coming from back to the sports, right, where... They're cheering you on, bro. Cheering you on. You scored a goal. They're picking you up. From that high, bro, to the to the lowest lows, bro. Like where I see my dad like disappointed in me, and it really affected me, bro. Like I really like I I, I told myself I need to take this mental picture. You know, I can't go back to this. I have to do it, right? Eventually, they got me in. I was there for a day or two. I, I was like, oh, I'm good. I had I, I went the next day. I, I got high again. And yeah, bro, yeah, so I realized, so it's a process, bro. I, I thought it was just like, all right, help me for this day or two, and then, uh, no, bro. So um, I remember, bro, like, um, I, so I left, and then I told my mom, like, hey, mom, like, I need a, I need a better rehab. I can't go to the homeless. Like, can we find a decent one? Like, so, and so, yeah, so uh, we went to another one. There's one, uh, it's in Phoenix as well. It's, it's called Calvary. Uh, I think Calvary Re Rehabilitation or something like that, and uh, we looked it up, and it was it's like Christian based, right? Right. So um, we went to uh, so we went to check it out, and I was like, you know, all right, let me try it out. So they have a detox period where it's like a week, and they give you they give you medication because they could lean you off of it, which is easier than just cold turkey, like I was trying to do with cold turkey, right? So they give you a little, you know, they they lean you off of it slowly and slowly, right? So, so the pain is manageable because the withdrawals are just horrible, bro. Like you feel like you're dying, but you're not. This is crazy. Um, especially with heroin, it's like you feel like you're dying and, and you don't die. It's like one of the drugs that. And, and, and then you could die with, bro. You could die with Xanax, bro. And you could die with Xanax withdrawals because you have seizures. Well, with heroin, like it's just your body's just like you feel like you're dying, but now you're not dying. Like you'll survive. You just have a really bad flu, you know. So. Um, so I went in for the week, bro, for the detox. I went out, 
And so that was already the end of July, mm-hmm. like that week. And then I went out a couple of days later, bro. I relapsed again. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was so, bro. I remember crying, bro. Like I was at the Jack in the Box here down the street. I remember, bro, just sitting there, like just crying and like so disappointed in myself. Mm-hmm. What was it? Uh, um, what, what do you mean? What drug? It was a heroin, bro. I just went back to it because, bro, like, my neighbor was the one that had it. It's like, imagine just having the temptation across the street. Why didn't you tell your neighbor? You didn't want to? Um, no, I did, bro. Like, they already knew. They, 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 they've been knowing that I want to get clean, but, you know, you always just talk. It's always just talk with, when you're an addict. But never... eventually people get back to it. It's like a, a cycle, bro. It's like... But you never felt like any sort of guilt? Um... I honestly, bro, I don't know. That's kind of trippy to think about it. You don't think about it like that, but I do. Because like, mm-hmm. you know, if somebody's somebody is trying to. A friend, right? Like right. A friend, friend would probably yeah. never give it to you. you know? Exactly. No, but uh, you know what, bro? I don't want to have any like ill will towards him. You know, because I feel like we kind of both. We kind of. You know, just because we kind of both fell into it. And he was. Uh, yeah, so I just. It doesn't matter now. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I forgive and everything, and I, I, I wish him the best, you know? Okay. And he knows that. He knows that. But at the time, he was just like, you know, like everybody says they want to get clean and then they come back. You know, that's what it is. That's how drug addiction is, bro. In addition to that, matter of fact, probably when you were going up to him, your body knew you were getting it, so you probably acted normal. Yeah, exactly. You weren't feeling that. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't feeling that sick. So he saw you as if you were. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, he's cool. Like, if he had seen you, probably like, yeah, maybe he would have. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly, right. So and he just saw me normal. I'm like, hey, bro, and the temptation, bro, and it's and it's, and it's not on him, bro, because I'm the one that made that decision, right? Right, correct. So that I went back to, bro. But then I was like, you know what, mom? That rehab that I went to, they have a month, uh, a month thing, right? Like a month thing. Like you stay in for a month, you know. And I just told my mom, like, mom, I'm, I'm tired of this. Like, I need to go. In. I think I just need to go in for a month. They tried to keep me the first time, and I was like, no, I'm fine. Like, I'll be good. And then I, I relapsed. But then I was like, no, you know what, mom? Let me try it for a month. I need, I need, I need to get clean. Um, so um, luckily, you know, I just uh, luckily, bro. I, I honestly, that week, I even got fired from my job. You know, they the the day I got fired, bro, is because um, I was driving. The, the vans that I, my job was like picking up. I used to work for special needs with adults, okay. picking them up, right? So um, one morning I got into a car accident, which it wasn't my fault. Like the, the, it was the other person's fault, but obviously when you get into a car accident and a company, company's vehicle, they need to drug test it. So now I was just like, all right, I'm gonna get caught up. Like it was just like all meant to be, bro. It was all meant to be for me to like- Be abducted from the- Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, except that I all right now you know I, I just like all right I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get let go because obviously they're gonna look at my you know they, I'm I'm gonna get caught up with the drug so so I was like I quit so I, I was able to quit my job I, I kind of like put my faith in God and I was like all right let me let me go into this rehab really give the hundred percent effort and stay there for a month like what like I need this like I have no other option bro no other option um, so I was in the rehab for a month. And so in August 3rd, 2016, I was in the rehab for the month, right? Bro, my whole summer, imagine like, like I, they take away your phones. Like, uh, I think you only, yeah, I think you only have like a phone, like one phone call a day. It's just intense therapy all day. Like boot camp. Yeah, yeah, bro, exactly, right? 
Um, and then you're going, bro, it's like you're going through these, like, your withdrawals, but then, you know, you have other people there, which is helpful, but you're alone, bro. Like, I feel like you're alone with, like, you don't know the people there, you know? Did you so, integrate yourself? Did you make yourself feel, like, yeah. less than other people? Um, I also, yeah, bro, I had a lot of guilt. Like, I had a lot of guilt. I mean, I, yeah, everybody, everybody felt that way, you know? Everybody had their... Everybody felt ashamed. Yeah, everybody felt ashamed, bro, and, like... Different stories that you hear, everybody, you know, there's alcoholics, different drug addictions, you know, different addictions in there. So, um, it was just like intense. Imagine just going like, re uh, like therapy, therapy all day, every day, for, and for the whole summer, bro. Imagine, and then that's when like Drake came out with like the summer 16 tour, you know, the bro. Like, it was, it was, imagine like just knowing like everybody's having a fun time, bro. And I'm in, I'm in this place, like, I'm will, it's like a willingly going into prison, because like, they take away everything from me, you know? And I'm just there, bro, like, focused and, and in pain, but I'm by myself, but, you know, but, you know, I'll make some friends there. You know, I do have some really close friends. Do you still talk to them? I, I, you know, I need to reach out. All right. I'm not really good at reaching out, and I need to reach out because I need to make sure that they're good. But, um, so I stayed there for the month, and, um, that's what really saved me, bro, like, just... Being able to really admit and surrender that, you know, I, I can't do this on my own. That's the first, um, when, when you go to rehab, and then if you're really an addict, you you know, like, they, that's a 12-step program. You know, that's the, this is the most successful way to get over addiction. And I feel like any addiction, it's 12 steps. And, you know, the steps are like surrender, um, uh, ask for help, and also, like, uh, you know, as for uh, like a, a higher power, have a higher power, which I grew up Christian, you know. So, so um, I feel like I feel like God really put me there just so I could like sit down, sit sit myself down, humble myself, and really work on myself. Bro. Like, how much of a the attachment did you have from God during your late teenage years? Because you don't mention him past soccer. So did you, yeah. What, what made you get away from? Him, you know, you distance yourself from Because now you remember God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you, you go to church every weekend. Yeah, bro. You rep the cross. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. However, later in your teenage years, you seem to have gone away from Him. Yeah. And during your drug addiction, do you think you weren't connected to Him? You're right, bro. Um, I, I, I distanced myself from the church. Um, just because when, when you grow up in these type of churches, you get tired of it. You get so, that too, and you know the the Spanish churches. They're they're super like uh, religious sometimes. You know, even though they, they have good intentions, but religious. And then I, sometimes you know I I had a group of friends there too, like guys that are around my age. And even though they were there and, and serving, I like, actually I knew what they did on the side. And I kind of I just I didn't like that hip, hypocrite, like being a hypocrite. You know, like I hated that. Even for even as I I wasn't a serious Christian, I just hated that. I was just like. I'm like, bro, like, if you're serving God and doing all this, like, be more, you know? So, I kind of, it kind of, like, distanced me from those teenage years. I kind of just distanced, and I told my mom, like, mom, I don't, I don't, I, I just feel like there was no God. Like, I just literally felt like, all right, you know, I just felt like, I, even, I, I just didn't feel the need. I didn't, um, also around 2004, my, my grandmother passed away. Um, so, she was like my mother, she was like my second mother, bro. Like, she was, like, so, so important to me, and, um. She was also real into church, you know, so she so she was really a backbone to me to go to church and stuff. And then when she left, and I was in high school, you know, I'm so busy with soccer and, and you know, being a kid that I just like, oh, I don't need church, you know. Like, I used to tell my mom, I don't want to go to church. And, um, but, um, you know, once 
once uh once you get to this like dark place bro once you get to like the the bottom bottom bro and you have and you already tried like i said i already tried everything on my own like on my own will and then you just like when you have nothing else bro and then you're so depressed like i, I guess the point was suicidal bro like thinking like i guess i gotta die like if there's nothing else god comes in bro god comes in and saves you and and I'm so grateful because even when I was in rehab, I feel like God God was working in rehab through like working through other people and talking to me, comforting me, bro. I even had like I even I, I uh, the other day I, I checked my journal because I only wrote one day. I wrote one journal entry, right? I was gonna tell myself, oh, let me write down like my experiences so I can read so I can read back. And I read one, the only one I had, bro. And it was around, it was in the detox the second time I went back to like when I really was serious and I stayed the month. But I was, I went back, bro, and there was like this older man. His name was Bob, and he really come for me, bro. Like it was really like, cause I, you know, you feel lonely in there. Like you just feel so hopeless. Like every, like you, like I don't know what my family was doing. Like it was like, like I only have one phone call a day. You were able to be busy. Um, uh, yeah, they, so, uh, at the time, they didn't, didn't they, at certain weeks, they allowed you to visit, like, so it was like, I had like two weeks, bro, where they didn't, my family couldn't go and visit me. So it was just like, so depressed, and you know, us Hispanics, we were so family-oriented, that, you know, our family, oh, my family's everything to me. So, bro, it was like the worst, like, I remember, I, I, that entry was like, um, I would put it in there, like, like uh, um just um i'm wondering what my family's doing I, I know they're out there having fun and i'm in here you know due to my own consequences um but i also wrote about this guy that was in there bro like this this older man like he was like in his 70s um and he i feel like he was like god looking out for me bro because he he put me in he put him in there like at the same time and he uh and he really like comforted me bro like just being like a good man like you know because I always wanted like a big bro, you know. Like I always grew up like I, I didn't grow up with a, a brother, you know. Like, until I got my little brother, but I always wanted a big. I always wanted someone to, to mentor me and big bro, you know, like big. I wanted a big bro. Um, so um, he was really bro. He was really someone that I even wrote it down. I'm like wow, like this guy, um, you know, this man, like he really comforted me, made me motivated me. Um, but and I even put it in there. I know if I come back, I, he won't be here. Like, it's like it meaning like it's it's, it's not like I, every time I go back, it's promised, you know. Because um, I didn't want to. That was my worst fear, bro. Falling back, you know. That I didn't want to like that feeling again. Like going back to those withdrawals again, bro. Because they go, they come back, bro. Like once you re, you relapse, you have to go through it again, bro. Like it's like if it just started, you know. Like it's like hell, bro. Hell. So um, so I stayed in there for for the for the month, um, and it was a good. It was it was really neat, bro. It humbled me. It hum I, I needed to be humbled. I feel, cause um, you know when you're in sports and and when you're out and, and you know you know you know talking to you know people and you know kind of. I mean I I, I don't say I'm popular, but you know I had a group of friends yes. and, and then now bro I'm in I'm in a I'm in a small room hurting like my body everything's hurting i'm all emotional because every feeling's coming back and just sitting there like like why why am i here it's like but the worst bro but god comes in and god's been that was god's faith and just you know he, he really helped me he helped me like 
tremendously, bro, to, to keep me in the straight path. Um, and that's one of the steps. And now that I was rereading the steps, bro, and it's really like, it's the step to get clean. And this is like the most, like the AA, they have the AA thing, right? Where they go and talk as a therapy, everybody talks in a group. Right. I don't know if you've heard about that. Like, yeah, the group. Group therapy, group and they go therapy. talk, and you, you go talk about your testimonies, right? Like, you go talk about your story and stuff. Um, and uh, they have your steps, bro. They have the steps, and and it's, now that I look back in it and I read it, it's pretty much, bro, like, like accepting that you're that you can't control everything, surrendering, and then uh, and then you know telling God I need help. Like it's it, on the steps. If if you read these steps, which I recommend, if you are going through any uh, drug addiction, to uh, go look at the twelve steps. Um, just to, you know, that's pretty much what me without willingly I was doing it already because I, I grew up in a religion, my Christian. And my mom was there, bro. And I saw my, my mom's such a, a faithful, you know, she prayed a lot for me. So I, and, and uh, I, you know, I didn't have to go through these, the AA meetings because I already have a good core foundation with my family. So, you know, my cousins and everybody. And yeah, I already have that, you know, the group. So, and then they ended up in my, and going to church and all this. So I already had that. But if you don't, I recommend, you know, I, I do recommend going to the AA meetings talking to other people, giving your testimony, to try to help people, um, you know, because your story, like, hopefully my story could help someone out, you know, like just, you know, saying, you know, could, could really save someone's life, I believe, you know, and um, that's what really, you know, this is my first time really sharing, like, the process, bro, but, you know, eventually, you know, I got out of the, out of, out of the month, bro, I surrendered myself, I told God that God, like, help me keep, keep, uh, help me stay clean, I don't want to fall back. Um, and then after the month, bro, God gave me a, a month of, of just like, just be home because I didn't have a job, you know, I had to quit. And then he he, uh, he blessed me with the job, bro, which I'm still at now. Really? Which is, yeah, so 20, same 20, the same job, bro. And and uh, it's just because, and I never, bro, this is a call center job. <laughs> and like speaking with people, and I didn't have that, like I never had the communication skills, bro, because I, I only knew soccer, but I did work with special needs, so they did help me with, you know, talk and stuff, but, but, um, uh, I, I, I really told God, my hey, God, like, help me, you know, bless me with, with the job, and he blessed me with this job, and I remember even, like, people confirming me, and, like, because, you know, the, and the job is progress, the, doc, the job's name, so, like, the coincidence, you know, and, um, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm so blessed, bro, because, um, it's been a journey, though, and, it's, and I can't say that it's like, I can't say it's like, you know, uh, what is it, the, like, uh, you know, you ride off in the sunset type, like, I can't say it's just like, uh, easy road, Cinderella story, it's not, it's not, bro, because it's always like, it's a day by day, and they say that when you, when you try to get clean, day by day, you know, um, you just live day by day, you, you do your best, you don't fall into the temptation, um, keep in prayer, I, I'm really into prayer now. You know, I'm, I'm all about, um, you know, spiritual growth um, and also physical because once you get clean, like all your emotions come back and I'm, bro, it's like the, the truth, like I'm, I was like an emotional like person, bro, like crying all the time and, and stuff for the few few months after, like it's just, there's, it's a process even after you, even after you leave and it's like a whole process just to get your, your body back to normal, to feeling normal, it's a process but um, I think it's well worth it, bro, because 
living in a, in a prison, because you genuinely, bro, feel like you're in, in prison in your own body, bro. And it's like the, the, the worst feeling that I could ever feel, you know, like, the worst feeling, bro, like, I don't, I don't, you know, anybody that's in, in having an addiction problem right now, um, you know, I just, you know, I'm praying, I'm praying for them, because I know, I know the feeling of that hopelessness, of the hopelessness, you're just so hopeless, but just know that, you know, it, 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 it's, it's greener on the other side, bro. Like, if you really put your true effort, not fake, you can't be faking this, like, you gotta be true, like, you gotta be honest with yourself, you know, cut ties with certain people that, that are not good influences on you. It, and you know how you, your parents always tell you, like, oh, your friends are, yeah, you know, like, oh, you are where your friends are. Unfortunately, bro, it's true, bro. It's true. You know, so I recommend, you know, and, and, it's, and, and don't be, it's not being, like, malicious and being a bad person and cutting people off. Sometimes you just gotta, you know, you for you to grow, you have to, you know, trim, you know, prune. It's like a, a, a plant, you know, you're a plant, you, you gotta prune yourself so you can grow more and grow fruit. So, so I feel like, you know, you gotta let go of certain people that are not, are not making you grow. You gotta cut, you gotta cut the, those people out. Don't be malicious about it, but, you know, hope, hope the best for them and genuinely make the effort of getting, getting yourself better, bro. Like spiritually, physically, mentally, everything. And um, I, 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 trust me, it's like, it, it's, it's way better living, bro, because I know how it is to be, and it's not just for, it's not just for like pain, pain, pain pills and that type of drugs. It's for everything. Every type of addiction, bro. Like even weed. You know, I had, a, I, had, I had a hard time getting off weed too. You know, like it's, it's a process, but um, I feel like it's just, you're just trying to escape reality. You know, it's not the, it's like, and it just make it, it wastes your life. I used to feel like, oh, like it's so cool when you're, it just wastes your life. Like you, they say that you have two lives. Once you realize that you only have one, that's when it is, bro. And that's, that's facts. And I realized, bro, I only have one life. Let me live to the, my fullest, my fullest potential. And, um, you know, that's what I really want. You know, hopefully my story could help someone out um, just to, just to get, to be motivated to, to, to make that step. Because it's, it's a hard step, bro. It's a hard step. Trust me. Like, it's like one of the hardest steps to do when you truly want to get clean, truly. But it's well worth it, bro. Well worth it. Well worth it, bro. And it's, it's kind of scary to think, like you say, you only live once, but how much time did you lose during that addiction? Like, I know you, it's not good to bring it up, you know what I'm saying, thinking like what you could have been or what you could have done. Yeah, bro. Like, it's, it's not healthy, it's but it's hard for you to not to think about, you know? Hey, bro, yeah, exactly. So now I look back and all that time I wasted, bro. Um, and it's, it's humbling, bro, because you know when I was like, you know, uh, uh, when I was younger, age younger, um, I was like, oh, by 30, I'm going to have my house. I'm going to have a nice car and my, my job. R reality, bro, most likely it's not like that. You know, life is not like that. Life throws you curveballs all the time, you know. Like, it's not as planned. And um, it's just, I had, to, I had to humble myself. Like, be humble. Like, help others. Like, the best, like, no, no, no money, no drugs, no girls, no... No party could ever feel as good as when you help someone out. 
I feel like when you're when you're just being a good person and listening. Because I feel now in our age, bro, it's all about social media and like this acting like you're living this, you know, this life where everybody's going through something, bro. Everybody's going through something, and um, I just feel like, you know, it's it's good to just pause and like talk, pause, reflect, talk to people. Be just have conversations. It's hard nowadays to even have a conversation with people, you know, you know, just because everybody's so into their phones and social media and and texting. Like, it's good when when you just like a lot of people just don't hear each other out anymore. You know, that's that's something that I feel our society has lost. Just having like conversation. The ability to communicate. Communication. That's what you know, and and uh, I just you know I pray that uh, whoever does go through. Whoever's going through any addiction, um, to really, you know, make that, I, I feel like... What would you say to them, actually? What would you say to them? Yeah, I, I feel, I feel like if you're going through any type of addiction, please keep going. Like, don't, don't, don't make that the end of your, like, your life destiny. You, you should try your best to, to to better yourself, make make that decision to to take you know surrender, ask for help, you know, uh, ask your parents or if you, if you, if you don't have parents, you know, ask anybody that's close to you that loves you um, to to get get yourself help. And I feel like um, you know if if you're even feeling like you're at a point where you, you want to be suicidal, don't do it, because I you know I, I know that feeling of that hopelessness and. There's nothing more, but trust me. Like life is so much more, and you could you could change that. You could change that, and you could have a better life. There's a there's a different life out there for you. So I feel like you know, truly make that effort, bettering yourself, being a better person, help others, and 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 get spiritual with God. And I feel like God is really something that everybody is missing sometimes. I feel like just having a spiritual connection, you know. I feel like that's what could really help you out, and, and I pray that everybody that's listening could really benefit from, you know, from me being, you know, transparent, you know, it's pretty scary, you know, this is my first time, and I just feel like, you know, there's people out there that, could, that really want to help as well, so just keep on going. This was Jeffrey and his story about drug addiction and how he rehab them. Thank you for having me. Thank you, brother. Bless you, brother. Thank you, brother. How long is that?